Thanks to Sunday for supporting FilmSack. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Sunday is offering you 50% off your first box, so you can get started today for as little as $55 when you go to getsunday.com slash FilmSack at checkout. Start. One, two, three, one, two, three. We're good. All right. It starts in three, two, one. The world is full of complainers. The fact is, nothing comes with a guarantee. Now, I don't care if you're the Pope of Rome, President of the United States, or Man of the Year. Something can all go wrong. Go ahead, you know, complain, tell your problems to your neighbor, ask for help, and watch him fly. Now, in Russia, they got it mapped out so that everyone pulls for everyone else. That's the theory, anyway. What I know about is Texas. Down here, you're on your own. Stick your finger up the wrong person's ass. (laughs) This is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, and this is episode 601. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He says in Russia, they only make 50 cent a day. It's too Done much. Away. Sorry. It's too much. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we put on our murder money pushing boots and go simple. When we throw away all of our bedroom window treatments and head over to HBO Max for some ceiling fans set on low, deep thought staring action deep in the heart of Texas. Deep. So hop on the bar, blood. We about to drop some tops. Same old song into the jukebox and bury this first of the Coen Brothers movies alive. Anywho, started a new side hustle this week. It's kind of a niche market, though. Yep. For a few thousand dollars, I'll pretty much do anything you want. So long as what you want is taking photos of people sleeping in beds next to windows with no blinds or curtains. Hell, <laughs> even if you don't want the photos, I'm going to take them anyway and show them to you. But I'm going to need them back. Oh, and I do some photoshopping on the side of my side hustle. <laughs> so if I paste a dick butt meme on the ass cheeks of your cheating lover that you can't unsee, well, no extra charge. Randy, <laughs> you got any more of that Alka-Seltzer and milk you keep on your desk next to that photo of uh, your wife and your hairy chest? Why so much hair? Barf. <laughs> barf. Four times barf. Uh, nicely done, as always. Uh, let's throw it over to Randy. Did you catch any fish while I murdered the people you hired me for, Jordan? Hmm. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. <sighs> Thank you. For... Oh, man, that's good, man. Do you... Do you feel anything yet? No. You will. You will. (laughs) This is good stuff, man. At least I, uh, I think it is. I've never done this one before and it's, it's kind of (laughs) old. Yeah. Hey man, you know, it's all, it's all good. We're just going to take it in and listen, Mm. listen, listen. Mm. I have three things for you. Number one, man. It's so cool when there's like a door cracked open or, oh, oh, 
a, a, a hole in the wall and light comes through the crack like wow man why is the light so bright it's like we live in a mandela effect daughter universe where there aren't curtains number two uh-huh. man i don't know have you ever have you ever tried going fishing in a town 200 miles away and then don't clean the fish right after you catch them, but you drive all the way home, and then you age the fish on your desk at work. Mm-hmm. Good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three, have you ever really looked at a ceiling fan? Turn it on the lowest speed like a maniac, and just look at it, man. It's so good. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I, I don't get it. Are those are they drugs? I'm not sure how drugs, drugs work. Yeah, Is I don't know a... how to how do drugs work. How do they work? <laughs> With us finally, Brian. He once shaved Dan Hadaya's back for 14 bucks in a Denny's Grand oh. Slam ibit. Took mm. 28 hours. Thanks, Sheila. That's right. For the next 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm going to tell you all about this revolutionary new product that will change your life. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daryl Pudding, and you're watching this infomercial for one of two reasons. You either fell asleep during Jimmy Fallon, or you're looking for an easy way to clean up those pesky blood spills. How many times has this happened to you? You walk into the office at the Honky Tonk Saloon where you work, and you find your boss shot with blood spilled all over the floor. <laughs> what day is it, am I right? <laughs> well, what if I told you that I've got a product that's so easy, so foolproof, it's got the word simple right there in the name. Mm. That's right. It's Blood Simple. Well, I'm getting to that, Sheila. Blood Simple is easy to use because it's been developed by scientists in a lab. You see, blood is one of those great mysteries in life. Nobody really knows what's in it. Is it paint? Is it juice? Even our top scientists can't figure it out. But what they did figure out is the best way to clean it up. Well, Sheila, I'm going to explain it right now. <laughs> Step one, find the most non-porous garment you can, a raincoat, some vinyl pants, or even a windbreaker, and wad it up into a ball. Now, making swirling motions, rub it in a circle, starting at the center of the blood spill. Good. Next, you'll take that bloody wadded up windbreaker and walk it over to the sink where you can wring it out. Did you make a mess of a blood trail along the way? Don't worry. With Blood Simple, you can mop up that blood trail each and every time you walk back and forth with a bloody windbreaker. Why wait until you're finished when you can do it every time? When you're done, simply take the wadded up windbreaker and the super absorbent towel that you probably should have used and throw it into the nearest incinerator. No muss, no fuss. It's just that simple. Blood Simple. Available in five easy payments of unbundled stacks of money. Act now. Operators are standing by. <laughs> you only get the money if Dan Hadaya pushes it across the table oh, with his foot. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, I got to know if that was written, improvised. We know. Who knows? How did that happen? Who knows? First movie, oh, yeah. these guys are mostly just like helping Sam Raimi do shit before this. Yeah. yeah uh, right. Joel. He was in directed. the trailer for this thing, right? Uh, old Bruce Campbell. Or Bruce and, Campbell was, yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. was in the, oh, yeah, probably, un, you don't see his face. Uncredited, Nobody yeah. was visible in the trailer for this yeah, because yeah, they yeah. did that before the, uh, just to get investors. But he was but, uh, he was Dan Hedaya basically crawling up the, the road, crawling up the highway yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, for the for the trailer anyway. For the trailer? Interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Blood Simple, everybody. The Coen Brothers' first film, Scott Fletcher here, uh, tells us more. Blood Simple. 
the owner of a seedy small-town Texas bar discovers that one of his employees is having an affair with his wife. A chaotic chain of misunderstandings, lies, and mischief ensues as he devises a plot to have them murdered. Oh, my mm. Lord. Mm. Oh, murdered. It's dark. So I, I like to I like to name like a, a, a genre like thriller noir. You know what I mean? Like because it's not it's not yeah. a thriller per se. There is a little bit of chase and a little bit of action. Right. It's got Southern yeah. Gothic in there, too. You know, there yeah. are people like that. blending for uh, the Coen Brothers first movie, I think, of different sure. uh, genres yeah. and styles. Yeah. It's, a, it's interesting because it's, you know, a lot of people see this movie the first time and they go, this doesn't feel like Coen Brothers movies. But I right. always feel. A very, I feel like there is a very strong kinship between this and No Country for Old Men. It's very similar, oh, actually. In in a lot of ways, it's similar. There's a lot of quiet, weird killer creeping around trying to find people. Moments, no dialogue, uh, no sound, hardly any soundtrack, that sort of thing. Yeah. You, I, I feel like feel like that might have been uh, me partially in that because uh, that's sure one of the comments that I made was this doesn't feel like a Coen Brothers movie except for the presence of M. M. Walsh and I with yeah. Coen Brothers for me I tend to think oh okay quirky I tend to think just more about the quirky characters than the landscape but when you pointed that out the the No Country for Old Men comparison mm -hmm. it's like yeah they they even do that in the quirky movies like Raising mm -hmm. Arizona you get a lot of these wide shots of the Arizona desert and and and, uh, and, and things like. Like that so mm -hmm. it's you know there that's kind of a uh, more of a hallmark of uh, coen brothers than, than I, I originally a little a little bit of dna in there and it's it's funny because yeah. like uh i remember when no country came out in 2007 the reviewers were all like oh they're returning to their roots this is like blood simple and i remember at the time hadn't i hadn't seen it yet um saw it later I, probably four or five years ago is the first time i saw mm -hmm. blood simple and this is a rewatch yeah. for me and um they're right like a lot of that same um, stuff, less quirk, more dark drama. But but by the time you get to No Country for Old Ben, that movie's got, it's dark and it's more of a serious tale and it's more of a crime thriller, Southern noir, all that stuff. But it also has a couple of weird characters, like quirky characters, like it's the weirdest villain of all time. And of course, that whole thing's based on a book, but... Uh, yes, yes, yes. And Cormac McCarthy wrote that book like 20 years after this movie blood simple came out. Right. And I, I'm not saying I actually feel like, I feel like we should not be talking about that. Like there's, there's a couple of Coen brothers films that do not fit in this discussion. And, and that's one of them. And true grit is another one where they were working on someone else's work. Mm. And rather when you say like, what is a Coen brothers movie? I feel like you've got to be talking about things like lady killers and intolerable cruelty and so forth. These movies that they wrote from scratch that like are not, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, would have, I would have gone, think, I would have gone I raising think, Arizona or a, a bunch of others besides the two you mentioned, but yes, like the ones they make or write themselves, they're the ones that are going to be the most Cohen-esque, but what they bring to other people's work. I really like that too. Big. Yeah, I think them yeah. keeping the audience is, uh, off, you know, kind of on their heels and also just ratcheting the tension up constantly. No matter what story they're telling, they're always making me feel slightly uncomfortable yeah. and intentionally I, I can't look away mm -hmm. because you just you just feel like something's about to happen and they're really mm -hmm. good at doing that yeah. no matter what story they use. Even in the yeah. right, even in the quirky comedies you get that. The you know, yeah. uh Goodman crawling out of the the mud, escaping from prison and you know <laughs> what is the some definite tense moments in there? Right. So, it's, yeah. it's like, what is the other 
person thinking and that's that's always mm-hmm. what they bring to the table yeah you're, you're right even um like big lebowski's full of tension yeah. that that yeah. is actually yeah. kind of palpable and kind of hardcore but it's softened a little by you know these people are weird and that's just like your opinion man and all that stuff is just like kind of softens <laughs> right. the blow of it all but this one is like just pure um, I mean, I heard somebody call it this and I kind of agree. It's like a threes company skit, but serious. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is comedy because <laughs> oh, no, it really? is Cause it, that now my, that was my Twitter. Right. Post. Have to it, rewrite is, something. <laughs> it is comedy because I thought the same thing because it's all about the information that certain characters don't know in the misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, everybody's got a different perspective of this murder. She thinks, uh, you know, uh, Francis McDormand doesn't realize that, uh, for a long time that, that Dan Hedaya is dead. Right. Uh, boyfriend thinks that she did it. He's covering up her crime. I mean, everybody's got a different, uh, perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her dream, and I love, though. What I love about the, the yeah. Cohen brothers is that they've done so much work that everybody can come away with something a little different. Mm. Right. And I'm, by that, I mean across their entire list of movies. Yeah. So like their whole my library. favorite Cohen brothers movie and the movie that I feel is the most epitome of their work is Fargo. Yeah. Whereas my friend, uh, a fellow cinephile <laughs> from <laughs> New York, um, his favorite by a long shot is a serious man. And okay. he will not be debated on this. Like it is this perfect movie. Right. And he's got all of his reasons for why it's so perfect. And so like this, I've, I've seen blood simple before saw it uh, in, in a Coen brothers, like, little like film festival. Like I saw Mm -hmm. seven Coen brothers movies one day in Austin. And this was the first one they showed them in the order they came out Mm. and, and no one was there yet. I remember me and my, my friend Ken were sitting in this movie theater. It was basically four other people in the entire theater at this point. And we watched this movie and then I completely forgot it. I, I did not watching this again with you guys. I did not remember one iota of this movie. Interesting. And, and it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of a, a good, um, metaphor, right? For the Coen brothers, mm-hmm. this movie is kind of small. It, it comes along and some people see it and like it, but you, you get on to things that, you know, people really revere. Like well, you, the they would Oscar. agree with you as much as I actually quite like this movie. They would agree with you. They say, here's a, um, here's a quote, uh, despite being warmly reviewed and remembered, the Coen brothers both declared this as their worst film when they were interviewed in yeah, a 2000 book one. called My First Movie. 20 celebrated directors talk about their first film is the name of the book. Ethan Coen called it, quote, crude. There's no getting around it. And Joel Coen said, quote, I think I'm pretty damn, b- or sorry, I think it's pretty damn bad, unquote, he says. <laughs> I, no. I'm going to have to disagree with them. I'm sorry, guys. It's yeah, they, they hadn't made yeah. Hail Caesar yet at that point. <laughs> right. So I, this was my first viewing of it, and I was trying to separate what I love about Coen brothers now versus like, if this was the first thing I'd ever seen by Coen brothers, would I have liked it as, as what I felt uh, differently about it. Cause I was like lukewarm about it. I thought, all right, I think I'm liking this only because I know it's the beginning of the greatness that's to come with Hudson proxy and Lebowski and stuff like that. Or am I, you know, or can I view this thing completely separated from, anything else and just as its own as a kind of a slow noir plotting uh, uneven 
at times right. acting wise uh, uh kind of thing sure and i think you know the further i get from it and i just watched it wednesday night the further i get from it i think the more that i'm like all right i i think i think i like it yeah <laughs> but yeah. <I'm, laughs> but i i still can't separate whether or not i like it because of what's to come sure that's hard right because i look at it the same in the exact same view it's like it you i can't I ring that bell yeah you know, and i, I respect it for what it is and where when it was and all of that but they and so many little sparks are in there. You're like, oh, yeah, they're going to go on and make a movie that's a lot like this scene. And, and they're going to kill it with that scene because now they know better. They, they've got the money and budget and the experience. And it's, I kinda, it's almost impossible not to think of it while you're watching. I, I watched it um, without that context because I didn't know anything about Blood Simple. I, oh. I started the movie up and I did not even see their names. I was kind of like, so I was just, I, I just turned time, it on not this time around. No, no, not this like time. Yeah, I knew what I was supposed okay. to be doing, mm-hmm. but about, it was about four or five years ago. It was on a streaming service and I was just, I was just, I was doing stuff around the house and I was just turning movies on. I was like, Oh, what is this blood sample? that looks interesting. That's in the genre I'm wanting to watch today. And so I hit it and started playing it and kind of walked away And about 15 minutes in. I'm just like, I sat down, I stopped doing what I was doing and I just stared the whole time. <laughs> And I just never stopped all the way until the end. I was like, oh, shit, that's a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And then I was just, I, so I think just from that, I had no context of that. And as, as such, I really liked it. I think maybe when you come with that, with that baggage of knowing what's coming, like you said, maybe that maybe kind of mm-hmm. drops it down it's, a few pegs. And maybe. It, yeah. I, I was trying to answer. I actually wrote down this question. Which was like I I have this at number six in the Coen Brothers list, and the mm-hmm. Coen Brothers list is like twenty movies now, and I have it at number six, and I'm like, why have I got this so high? And I like why have, why is this so good? What is it? And it's really for me the miracle of casting John Getz and Francis McDormand and M. Emmett Walsh and Dan yeah. Hedaya in their in their roles. Every yeah. one of them, I'm like. I cannot look away. Everything yeah. they do in front of the camera is so um, beautiful. Is that the right word? I don't no, know. What it, I, it's it's mm. engaging, is what it is. Mm, I yeah. didn't even I didn't even invite my uh, my watch partner, my watch partner, who usually watches stuff with me because mm-hmm. she's been kind of distracted lately with the uh, a lot of stuff on the phone and things, which is fine. She's got a lot going on, and I was just like, no way, you can't. There's there's no way she could watch this film. With a phone, you know what's here. weird about oh, it though. Yeah. I was thinking about this while I was watching it because uh, I'd never gotten the timeline right in my head. This is like, oh, this is Dan Hedaya way before Nick Tortelli or any of his TV comedy oh, stuff or any of that. No, no, it's like literally it's after he had been Nick Tortelli <laughs> once or twice already. He is now in this, like a but year before later. the Tortellis. Yes, yeah, definitely before, before the Tortellis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you could be forgiven for for placing it before the uh, <laughs> for I, before I'm the, a big, the show. Yeah. I'm a big sucker for a, a watch and stare kind of movie. Like I feel like Aliens or Alien, excuse me, the original Alien movie is yeah, kind of like a that. lot of that. Yeah, I yeah. I love just being like just drawn into a film in that way. Yeah, and I think I, if you're I think into that kind of stuff, Fargo shares a lot of that. Um, well, it's, yeah. I think it's a Coen Brothers trait. I was rewatching Buster Scruggs, uh, just kind of had it in the background the other day, and there's a ton of that in there. Like it's just their thing, right? They they right. want to let you soak in it a little bit, and it's about texture and tone and hmm. this moment of otherwise quiet. And and where they nailed it in this movie for me is that scene, the the latter, I don't know, the final third, where he's stalking her in that apartment yeah. and she's stalking him and this knife in the hand and all that stuff back and forth. Unbelievably cool 
sequence that I think is the template for those guys from then on. Like that's, that's their, that becomes their strength, you know, in scenes. It's a little, it's a little Tarantino ish at the end. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of that a little bit anyway, but, um, Yeah. yeah, I'd say, I'd say Tarantino is a little Cohen ish. Like he, yeah. he comes, he comes along and tries to really capitalize on that sort of thing. This thing where you have a hand stabbed in a windowsill mm-hmm. and another hand trying to get to it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And no, and it's like excruciating. There's no music backing it. There's mm-hmm. just the sound of the city outside or whatever's, you know, whatever noise is available and that's it. And that's, that is really uncomfortable in a time like 84 they didn't make movies like that in 84 nobody was doing this yeah, right yeah. which is why i, mean, I think it ended they, up getting the Coen brothers kind of said they did like they they that they were working with people who were making movies like this you know like they're mm-hmm. they're they're not saying that i'm not saying they copied anybody i'm just saying like their experience up to, up to making this movie definitely influenced sam raimi has a yeah. huge influence on yeah well, course, i love yeah. the i love the sam raimi uh pull-in shot that they do uh when they're on the front yard in the front yard with uh when he's when he's kidnapping her essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they kind of come zooming in with that camera around waist height oh yes yeah yeah yeah, very like, rainy. Rainy. yeah even <laughs> even some of the um uh bartender uh chicken the bucket bartender uh <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's our uh, guy by the way total chicken grab yeah. a bucket that guy's a yeah uh, uh, well, he's not well, we know so what he's doing he's playing that same old song again. he's playing the same yeah. old song and hopping on the bar but <laughs> what's, following what's, his feet through the uh through the things you know sam yeah. raimi esque as well yeah, yeah. yeah what's maurice's last thing is it the phone call where he he comes he comes back has a conversation, right? He goes. He, oh, he I thought confronts, it was. Uh, he confronts uh, uh, Frank, right? Is his name uh, Ray? He confronts yeah, Ray. He confronts Ray. Is, um, yeah. And then isn't uh, isn't the scene with him and Francis McDormand where he he has her lie down on the couch while he goes and checks mm, things out? Isn't that before? Be, or is that, yeah. I think oh, that's shoot. that's after that. Might, that's you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah, but you only he goes off hands. to figure out what's going on after he tells yeah. Fran- Francis uh, McDormand to relax. Yeah, relax. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, sometimes we have a chick in the bucket that is not a person right. and it is what it is, is it's a subverted Chekhov's gun. And in this case, it's that damn incinerator. What? I spent oh. this whole movie waiting for that incinerator to pay yeah. off. Wasn't oh, that crazy? Right. They even yeah. said yeah. they're going to, they, the original plan was even to, to burn the body or the yeah. bodies in the incinerator. And then they don't even do that. They don't even, which, even uh, do boy, that would have made things interesting if he would have tried to and burn easier. Oh, Dan ah! alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him coming mm-hmm. out screaming on fire. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory that the Cohen brothers who shot all around Austin and Central Texas, that they had the incinerator, they found the incinerator on somebody's property right. and they filmed some shots of it in operation. Mm. And then they just didn't Did have guys- access to it after a certain point. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they were kind of known. Uh, uh, early on for filming things in order like they would film a script from beginning to end right and, and i just i just have a theory it's probably not true yeah. but like <laughs> it's just one of those things where i'm like why did they feature that shots of that thing and then never go back to it right yeah. do, do people yeah. still are is are those things still like legal because i remember working in restaurants uh growing up and that's how you would you would get rid of all the the boxes. Of Whoa! Yeah, you my, had an incinerator. My parents had an incinerator in their backyard, and it was yeah. just so much fun for oh. me. To go oh. Are those things legal though? Can you still? I don't know if they're still, still legal if those? it's still a thing. But I've never had one growing up. I would have loved that. 
Those yeah, are, that's it's like so a dry, cool. giant uh, trash can, like the big green boxes, yeah. but they're like reinforced. So, so what did it do? Did it put it like a little ashtray and you pull that out and dump that every time you were done? Yeah, with you it, or? basically set a yeah. fire in the bottom of it and then yeah. you would put all the things you wanted to get rid of. It just burned. This is a constant burning fire, yeah. just like in the movie. Yeah. And you just go out and you throw shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. It wasn't, anything. Us, it wasn't constant, obviously, because paint, there was no reason. Paint to cans, get anything stoked. we could throw in it, man. We were just throwing stupid stuff. In yeah, there. you can. They're Buy incinerators on freaking Amazon. I'm looking. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, and people used to just make them by stacking bricks, right? Yeah. You, yeah, just, yeah. you just make a little brick house. And, Ow. You know, and so you, yeah. So you had a, <laughs> I saw you, had a you, you, you know, you had a, a door in the side of it that you'd go in and scoop out the ash. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I never, never had that. We had a small wood chipper, which is also very far gone. Oh, that's all. That's very, <laughs> very far gone. Yeah. Are those fun things, though? It's like a dream. I, we used to throw f- extra fireworks in there, anything we could think. Oh, it's great. It's like if you go to work, it's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to work. I better find something. That no, like still sounds amazing. Right now, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, I want to do it yeah. this second. It must, and I don't think uh, this may be one of the great, you know, I've always scoff at sort of, sort of like, what are the differences between men and women in this world? And right. I always think, ah, we, most of that's made up or it's cultural or whatever. <laughs> but I do think there might be a separation here where I like to see shit burn and my wife does right. not. Burn, baby, burn. Yeah. There's this whole segment of TikTok that's, uh, that's TikToks for men. Yeah. And it is not what you, if you haven't seen it, it's not what you think. Yeah. It's like a person standing on a bridge over a frozen lake and he's got a big stone. And it, yeah. like all the men are like, oh, yeah. see, that it. sounds great. You have to drop, yeah. have to drop uh, that. I, I want to subscribe like, to this content. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he drops yeah. the stone and all the men on, looking on are like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking great. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. I will. We're uh, simple. Since we got Dan Hadaya back on our minds, I just want to make a note again. I've said this every time we've had him on the show, but he his IMDb photo mm-hmm. is the most like not. <laughs> Got not the guy photo that that there is. I swear, whenever I see it, I go, "That's not yeah, Dan Hadaya." Not I don't him. know who yeah, that is because he looks like right. he looks like a handsome man, or just a things. just a he just looks scared of the photographer. Like this is yeah. you know, I'm yeah. sure at some point he's had a headshot taken of him that he could possibly use for this. No, nope. is it because it's that everything he he's in, he's kind of hunched over and disheveled and kind of smarmy, and it's just like yeah, yeah. that's can't the wait to take his shirt off to show you his hairy chest. Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. By the yeah. way, something that we somehow have to find and watch is an episode of the the so the sort of newer twilight zone there was a newer one i think the first episode had bruce willis talking to himself on a phone call like mm. he called home and he his own voice answered mm. uh but it was like the 80s uh 85 86 edition of twilight zone there's an episode called dealer's choice that is that features dan hadaya morgan freeman barney martin Garrett Morris and M. Emmett Walsh all playing poker, and it's directed oh, by Wes Craven. Oh, shut up, dude! That is awesome, and we've, and we've got to find it. And that watch sounds it so point. good. That sounds yeah. amazing. All right, I've been Google immersing. Image searching was one. Image searching. Image searching is one of my favorite uh, Irish act- actresses. She's very good. Right. Image searching. Uh, I'll Dan, watch her. Dan Hadaya, and I think he's got resting. Uh, Hadaya face because that, he just the photo you just posted in our chat is less yeah. 
less Dan Hedaya than the photo on his IMDb page. <laughs> I agree. Uh, this is how I see him. Here's an old one of him and Tom Hanks. That's how I see Dan Hedaya's yeah. face. Oh, is you that the one? Is? It's, yeah, I love that. Uh, you Joe need, you need all the lines on his forehead for it to be Dan oh, Hedaya. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, he's not Dan Hedaya unless he's got those brows rolling. <laughs> what we need yeah. is M. Emmett Walsh to come in and uh, Photoshop some lines <laughs> on uh, on Dan Hedaya's <laughs> face on that IMDb photo. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, and then uh, both both guys still kicking it, looking good, doing work. You know, uh, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure Emmett Walsh's last uh, role was that he was in the uh, Gemstones, Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, played Roy, yeah. I think, the one that was in a retirement home, Roy Gemstone. <laughs> anyway, Walsh, I love Emmett these Walsh, guys. Like Emmett Walsh somehow contends for the main character in the movie, and I never saw it coming. This this entire movie, I'm like, yeah. Okay, so Frances McDormand is the main character of this movie. Yeah, yeah, she no is the person who is is not understanding what's going on. Right. And and all of her moves, leaving her husband, putting a gun in her purse, all of her moves are what drive the plot. And mm-hmm. still, by the end of this movie, I'm like, okay, I totally understand why the Coen brothers said that getting Emmett Walsh to do the movie was what made the movie. Because mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't. And I, and, and the part of it for me personally is he looks like my grandpa. My dad's dad <laughs> is like this. He, my dad's dad always wore one of those cowboy suits when he went out and he always wore that hat, that same hat and so on. But there's also his ability as an actor. It's really amazing how good he is with his yeah. eyes, you know, with his yeah. posture. Mm-hmm. I just like, what a, what a, what a, catch for the Coen brothers to get them in this role. Yeah. I think in this role at the, the, his, his acting this one, uh, some, at some points he kind of talks like Brack from uh, yeah. Space Ghost. A little, bit. That. a little bit. He does. I think that's you fair. Want, you want me to kill somebody <laughs> for you? <laughs> uh, now I'm never going to not. give me $10,000 and I can do it for you. I'm never going to not hear it now. Now we're, into, now we're into Grandpa Simpson. That was kind of kind of was a little yeah, bit, yeah. 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 A little I, bit. Not, I've never, as much as I love Brack, I've never really workshop trying to sound like Brack. It's just right. funny because he's so recognizable as a character actor. You just immediately go, yeah. "Oh, that guy!" Right? But yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. But I, but he's never not entertaining. Like I always yeah. find yeah. him super. I didn't interesting. know if I could believe that he could sneak in my house and take something without <laughs> me hearing him, though. He just doesn't seem like a stealthy guy. Or you know? smell him. He looks. He looks like he's got a real reek to him. Like he just reeks. Yeah, yeah. You know. You're I, I mean, I seem like if you walked in the front door. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Even if you didn't see him, if you were in the bedroom and he walked in your front door, be like, I feel a. Uh, I'm yeah, when, in my house. I can when, sense it. When you're seeing those uh, those great that great shot of the holes being shot through the bathroom, my favorite God, so thing good. in the movie uh, yeah, are those yeah. holes. That little smoke trail that's coming out of there. That's actually yes. not smoke from the gun. That is uh, uh, Emmett. That's the smell of whiskey and cigars coming through the, the hole. He had two, Love no it. less than two scenes where a fly was on his face in one of them. Oh God. Yes. And then in the car, there was oh, a yeah. bug crawling through his hair and it's just like, dude, yeah, that hot guy Texas, hot Texas, slow ceiling fan. He's got amazing bug tolerance. Cause I can't understand how he would be like, ah, there's, is there, is he still in my hair? He's still in my hair. Yeah, isn't he? That wasn't bl- a, that wasn't even a fly, Scott. It grossed you out the most because it was a beetle. It was oh, a, that's a little oh, beetle. Okay. Oh, someone was it a beetle? put that, oh. someone put that on Emmett Walsh's, Face. Well, like, that didn't, that that didn't was, gross me out. To his, that's a that's an extra. That's an unpaid extra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was not. Uh... That didn't gross me out. I'll tell you what did. Hold on. Gross. What grossed me oh. out? 
was uh, Nick barf? Tortelli's the barf smell count. Of the fish? No, it was the oh. barf. It was the barf count. He we four times. Yeah, barf once count. at the house before he gets shot, barfed blood all over the road, and then in the dream she had barf blood all over the carpet. That guy was right. barfing yeah. constantly. Gross. Right, yeah. right gross. down, right down. What's his face is back. Yeah. Ugh. Did you notice they gave a credit for? Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh um, yeah, right. Was oh, yeah, it Barry, Barry ADR, Sonnenfeld? Yeah, yeah. ADR yeah. barf. <laughs> ADR barf from uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, director of Men in Black, and Men in Black Three. Was he doing the cinematography on this one? What was he doing in this one? Yeah, yeah. He was just yeah. out of film school and friends with the Coens, and so they hired him to hold the camera yeah, yeah. he did um, smart move. we've seen him obviously wild wild west the origin of the chick in the bucket that was his movie oh yeah that's right yeah. Adam wow. i heard holly hunter speaking too i was like yeah. ah, that's holly hunter on yeah. the phone yeah <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be a really easy part in a movie when when your buddy calls you up and says listen i just need you to leave this message on an answering machine yeah that's, that's your whole kidding, role right just leave so this angry message and make sure you hang up it during the last word <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm trying to find the actual. There was a thing about this and her. Where is it? Um, can't find it. Well, darn it. There was a whole note about why she was on there. She was supposed to be the the um, the main role, the girl, the yeah, main girl. Francis. Oh, really? But then had yeah. some some come up. She had some come up with a a deal, a New York stage thing, and she is so conflicted and they couldn't do it. And they're doing all this on a shoestring budget. They only raised seven hundred and fifty grand for the whole thing. Uh, there's Christ. a note here that says that um, they. <laughs> Oh, yeah, here it is. I have a little scrutiny for this, so I may as well play Scrutiny, <laughs> which is from another Coen Brothers movie. Scrutiny. That, uh, that sound. Um, anyway, M. Emmett Walsh was paid his whole salary in cash, it says here, uh, which was paid to him <laughs> on a per diem every day on set. It, so it, it was pushed uh, across the table by says, Dan Dyer's yeah. boot. And it says in several scenes, you can see the outline of the daily money in his pocket. Like just, oh, I guarantee you that's the same money. I guarantee you it's the same money they shot. I no guarantee you it's the same money for any uh, bulges. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be the same Looking money. Up, yeah, any sort of scrutiny there. Hence, oh, my, sh- hence my scrutiny there. It's probably not true, but yeah, yeah. Is this, you are correct. Yeah, is this one of our first? Uh, how many movies have we watched that made it to the Criterion Collection? Mm. And was restored and lovingly preserved. Oh, if only this, this you'd asked me that before the show. Oh, sorry. I was just curious. Yeah, and just watch. Think, was, it, it's did funny Rambo make it to that? Oddly enough, I think it's also. It, it might have. The, the original. Because it's a really important film. First First Blood? Yeah, I think it yeah. probably does. Uh, I went, so I went, I was on Just Watch trying to find this. Because I was like, all right, ready to watch this. Let's go. And I usually just launch from there. Yeah. And it said it was only available on the Criterion streaming service mm. and nothing else. Which is that? And Does I that still like, exist fully? Oh yeah, I think it it got it it had some kind of trouble at one point in time. Oh, it's still there. The part. Oh, no, right. I went off to it and looked at it, and it's, it's all there. It's the thing you subscribe right. to if you want. But the uh, uh, they didn't have HBO Max listed for I don't know what reason because it was hmm. sure enough on HBO Max. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I, I I somebody told me, and I don't know if this is still true, because the streaming services APIs are terrible and they don't really they're not good about letting you know when things are coming or going exactly right. not all of them are the same that the just watch people literally are it's it's human manual. powered staff it's manual when they put I stuff in there i doubt it yeah. huh. like basically like they're just they're just constantly trying to catch up with whatever changes are being made yeah if something gets changed yeah. or it you know something can yeah. happen overnight nobody know and then their site doesn't say i think they're among the better ones to do it but i think this is why so many of these sites have errors on it 
They just it's fascinating to too that how the streaming services handle all that stuff because you would think if from our perspective you're like, well, you want a well curated uh, collection of films, you want to communicate clearly with your viewing audience, what's available, and we're going to make that easy by either offering it in a you know easily digestible form or otherwise. But I guess they make their money on their new stuff, mm-hmm. so they don't mm-hmm. really they if if you happen to find other stuff, good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joel Cohen must but, have some fond feelings for this, though, because Frances McDormand, they first met on her audition and then they got married after the movie came out. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, if Holly Hunter had been cast, <gasps> would, would, I know what would have happened. Would we not have had uh, Frances? I McDormand? need me a baby hides what she'd say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we talk a little bit about how 26 year old Frances McDormand is a freaking vision in this movie? Yeah, she is great. So, as as a yeah. first time like actor of entirely that's her first credit it's unbelievable how good she is how how perfectly she portrays this character she's only 12 what 12 13 years from uh fargo at this point i mean she's about to have a a career a hell of a career from here forward yeah 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 she's awesome she was also so holly hunter obviously comes in the next movie uh raising arizona right that was her second film and then she's also in it uh francis mcdormand she plays the wife of the friend they visit at the in the trailer out in the desert, and I'm trying not yeah, to mix yeah. this up with oh. cousin Eddie because I do that no, all the just, time. Yeah, because it's hilarious. I can see <laughs> yeah, that. You, the, you gotta get the dip tat. You gotta go get the dip tat. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. yeah. So, but then she would become just this mainstay. Like, if you're gonna make a movie, guess who'll be in it? Probably it'll probably be Francis yeah. McDormand, my wife. Oh, for sure. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Mm. No, not at all. Um, it's also a movie. Okay. I'm going to read this the way it was written. Somebody in the tri- <laughs> trivia wrote this. I swear they were a hundred years old when they did it, but they wrote this picture was remade, remade in 2009 by a Chinese director. It was a movie called a woman, a gun and a noodle shop was the name of the film. <laughs> oh yeah. I did see that. I didn't see that little write up, but I did see that they've been remade. Yeah. But the fact that he calls it this picture, come on, man, what year yeah. is it? Yeah. This picture. Huh? <laughs> Nobody calls them pictures anymore. <laughs> And this was written like not long ago, like a year ago or something in the trivia. So anyway, they like uh, the films. What else did say here? Oh, so somebody mentioned it earlier, but Sam Raimi and the Coens went door to door uh, showing potential investors a two minute trailer. This is the one that had uh, uh, Campbell in it. They ultimately raised that 750 grand in about a year and then made the movie. So this is like an important film. They can say they can poo poo it all they want and say, oh, it's our worst movie. But and I kind of disagree with them. But also, uh, dude, you got to start somewhere. You're yeah, 750. exactly. Yeah, oh, exactly. and starting strong is what we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what, because I'll bet you a lot of directors uh, have opinions on what their worst movie would be that would disagree with what you know the general public would say. Like, what would Steven Spielberg say his worst movie is? Or um, oh, I wonder if he's ever said E.T. He won't stop messing with it. No, yeah, he is. He is. He says it's his biggest regret was changing E.T. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Swapping out the the guns for um, walkie talkies, that whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. He says he now tells every young filmmaker he ever comes across, do not mess with your stuff. Just it's done. Put yeah. it, put it yeah. away. You're done. <laughs> Look James at you, Lucas. James Cameron says, <laughs> okay, <Right>. Spielberg. Okay. <laughs> sure, whatever, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find if there's a quote like Spielberg's least favorite film he's made, but I can't find it. But yeah, yeah. there's got it. Everyone's got. I hope it thing. is uh, Legend that of one the movie. King, Crystal Skull. 
No. I, that, that was a good one compared no, to the one that not. I'm thinking of. Really? Oh, really? Oh, uh, shut up. You and your minority report. Jesus, people. Oh, How slow are you people? <laughs> so far from his Connect words. Dots. Could not even, not even close. Um, I wrote here that I really, oh, yeah, we'll get to soundtrack later, but I wrote very 84 in the music and tone. Uh, except I'd like the, the, you know, the one running theme, the kind of piano-y thing. Um, yes. Oh, I the, loved it. Yeah. yeah. The recreation yeah. theme. That by chance? Where is yeah. that? Here. Here it is. Yeah, this whole thing. And there's... Where is that part? Isn't it happening? What's what's what is happening? Oh, there it goes. Again. Here it is. Oh, see, I think that's cool. Yeah. The rest of like it, though, it. kind of synthy and bad. Very but that simple. Part, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Stuck with me. I still think about and it. I'll, uh, and I'll, I have a little bit more to say about that when you try to give it a grade later. All right. Oh. Randy Jordan. I cannot give you the full list, but I quickly oh, compiled a list of five Criterion movies that we have sacked nice. and then five that are on our will sack list. Good. Okay. So the five that I quickly came across that we have sacked are the rock Armageddon, the game, the breakfast club, and the life aquatic with Steve Zissou. Wow. And I would have not guessed those. Yeah, I yeah, didn't. Think, I never would have thought the Rock would have been there. I love that movie, but I'm shocked yeah. it's on there. Yeah, classic. Yeah, and then the five on our list are huge, long list of, of watch potential watch. The Blob, mm. really? Yeah, Hard Boiled, which okay. I, I mean that's obvious. I love hard Slacker. Boiled. Slacker is a Criterion yeah, film. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And then also, and this blew my mind, Bull Durham and yeah, yeah. Repo Man. <laughs> oh, really? Important. Huh. All these films are important <laughs> yeah. for different reasons. And so you might look at them and go, those weren't good movies or great movies, but yeah, they'll have important. Anyway, you know, yeah. So that you did pull that from our must watch. So Repo Man is somewhere on our list to, yeah. to uh, sack if it I, comes across. You know what's yeah. funny? Okay, I got a great Repo Man story. I'm looking at it right now. So uh, about a month ago, I'm cleaning out my office trying to get rid of stuff. And I'm going through some old stuff that I didn't know I had. And in a box is a Netflix sleeve for Netflix DVD <laughs> delivery, right? Back in the day. Yeah. Haven't done that since like 07 or something. It's been that right, long. Yeah. Right. But I, I pull it out and I'm looking at it. It's all kind of dirty. Like they used to come to you kind of beat up because they've been around yeah. a, a bunch. Because people have been touching them. Yep. I open it up. Freaking Repo Man's in there. No. So is out. it just How the sleeve or is it the that? disc in there as well? The disc is in there as well. Oh, yeah, Basically, yeah. I wow. forgot to send it back to to them and now so that they, now that they've officially ended their um mail dvd yeah. thing yeah I, i'm never getting rid of this i'm keeping this forever no, you kidding me no, it's, it's, like, a it's like a it's like a uh, uh, a blockbuster video card yeah. yeah 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 that's so good that's anyway i think it's re is it re it is repo man which is just yeah, funny I like that how Brian the Netflix that sleeves yeah. used to be made. They're made out of like the same material that we make money out of. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cotton, yeah, it is. It's like that, fibrous uh, linen, linen paper, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all fibery and weird. 
Oh, that's it. too funny because they had yeah. to, right? Because they were going to get mailed every other week. And yeah, touching, you know, people are touching these things. It's such a weird. Stick, <sighs> sticking it in their mouths as they go to put the disc in and then going, oh, my God, what am I doing? I mean, it's we're at where we are where we are uh, with Netflix, but it's so weird to think that that's how it began. Like, what a, what a funky idea. Hey, you want your DVDs yeah. in the mail? We'll just send them to you. It's so weird. And there was and a they'll moment. do it really fast. Yeah. There was a moment when yeah. you had to go onto their website and choose between Blu-ray and HD DVD. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Don't forget you had to send something back before they send you any more. Yep. Oh right. yeah. No, I was I was a master at that. Like I oh, could yeah. Uh, yeah. like basically we would do this thing cuz a lot of the time back uh, uh you know, a few years ago when we were trying to do all of the watch all the Oscar winners yeah. before you could do everything on streaming. We were doing it with these DVDs because they'd come out so much earlier than the uh, streams. Yeah. And uh, so we had this thing down to a science like, all right, such and such is going to arrive this day. We're watching it that night. We're sending it back and we're going to get the next thing the next day. And I think there was even a deal on the site that you could go on to the Netflix site and say, I've sent this back. Oh, <laughs> and, hey. they'd, and they'd immediately send you the that next one, even though they hadn't received the previous one, we'll even though you told you them you time. sent it. Yeah. yeah. And so we. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> we were next like, level. I just yeah. were them and returned the them. system so hard. This oh, is yeah, so not a surprise. Rip and return. Absolutely. Rip and return. Yeah. But this is so not a surprise. This is. Of course not. Yeah. You, yeah. You are going to do. This is your MO, dude. If there is a system out there, I'm going to try and <laughs> game, game it for it, my profit. That's right. As possible. That's right. You're playing the house. You know what the house yeah. is doing. Yeah. yeah. If I could, if I could somehow uh, <laughs> tow a second car with a mannequin of Brian Ibbett in it, I would lift drive two people at a time. <laughs> well, that's a thought that won't leave real soon. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, Real easy, by the way, to find a mannequin that looks like me. You just have to have to basically yeah. have a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> and don't so, put any hair on it. Sure. Uh, so put in a Hawaiian the, shirt on it, done. In the uh, in the context of this movie it was i was constantly being reminded that joel and ethan cohen have stopped making films at the time being so ethan oh, or joel really? sorry joel yeah, yeah, made yeah. that um macbeth movie a year or two ago uh but without ethan's input and the word on the street is they're done making movies not because they're mad at each other not because they're not getting along none of that they just feel like they've done their 17 yeah, they've films done it. and they're out um, I really hate that. And I know, Dunaway, you're big on this whole thought of like, we should quit making people mo- dance monkey dance their whole lives just because, yeah. you know, we want them to let them do whatever they're going to do, right? Be glad what we got and then let them live their lives. I'm big. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big agreeer on that point. Yeah. But I want more Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm you selfish. saw what we did with Lucas. We blew it up, man. Yeah. Well, Lucas was wanting to do other shit, and he's like, "Oh, job, fine, I'll make a new one." Yeah, <laughs> and then it was bad. He did. Yeah, hey, he made a. And a he month, made a, we're gonna have a new one too, or a month yeah. and a almost half. like yeah. almost like Lucas was angry too. He's like, he "Oh, did. you want he was, you want a yeah. new one? I'm gonna yeah. have Jar Jar Binks standing out in the pod racing pit, and I'm gonna have some creature <laughs> fart in his face." Mm-hmm. I right. <laughs> he's like, "I said I would make the first three. I'm gonna get to it. Oh, fine, here." Uh, yeah, for the record, I never he did promised not- you a seven, eight, nine. Okay, I guess I did. Yeah, <laughs> he did not write uh, this new indie movie, though. Indiana Jones movie is not written by him. Thank goodness. Right? Oh, yeah. gosh, I, by, um, I'm so upset. Yeah, I know. Are you are you taken aback and sad uh, by the news? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's called the Dial of Destiny, and I just keep thinking they're going to come up with a better name, right? No, they're, they're, they're sticking eh, with right? it. They're Have sticking you seen with the it. device. It's a dial. 
Yeah, it's a time thing. Death of Destiny. I'm actually excited about this. James Mangold hasn't made a bad movie in my estimation. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. But the yeah. writers are like three people. David Coop, who does a lot of stuff. John Henry Butter, Butterworth. And, Butterworth. And his and his brother Butterworth. Jez Butterworth, his director, is Jez also writing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. close. Yeah. I don't so want close. that on my pancakes. Yeah, nope. So close. Nope. Don't say that. Um <laughs> I have high hopes. I'm actually super jazzed about this for I don't probably not even yeah. good reasons, but I'm excited about it. We'll see yeah. how they how they I mean, all it. No other reason stuff. just to wash the stink of uh, Crystal Skull out of out of our mouth, right? I mean, it's just yeah. basically give us something that can be the real, true fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, <laughs> I know how, and you can't go bad with like Mads Mikkelsen, John Rhys no, Davies is back, Phoebe, Phoebe yeah, Waller Bridge, Phoebe Antonio Wallace, Banderas, all these people. Yeah. Toby Jones, good lord, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, get wow. excited. You know, Doesn't uh, it feel like Toby Jones has been in more Indiana Jones movies than he actually has? <laughs> yeah. He feels like he's, you know. It feels like he's been in, it's weird. He feels like he's in everything ever, but wasn't, he's not. Wasn't he in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark as Tot? Yeah, he was Tot. <laughs> he was young Tot. Young Tot. Uh, anyway, uh, well, let's see. Back to the movie. Anything else you guys uh, have? Hollers. It's just such a it's it's really kind of hard to break this movie down unless you want to go to film school and just really break down shot by shot. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. just the experience to me, like I said, I I like those films that that burn slow and Mm -hmm. I can just stare at it. It's just like looking at a ceiling fan. You know, you just if you really just zone out, you don't have to be on drugs. You can just zone out and just be looking at a ceiling fan sweating. Yeah. On a hot summer day. I like if I could have one little complaint, and this is super minor. This is not a cut away. on in the film. Like seriously, I'm not trying to take this film down. It's just this little thing that I noticed the entire time I'm watching it, and that is that none of these actors are like Texans at, by a lot. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and some of them are pushing like. And Frances McDormand is the worst at this. She's she's just out of Yale, guys. She yeah. is not ready <laughs> to sound like a woman who's you know from Texas. She's just I not. actually I actually think I like that. It actually gives me. It makes me feel like this whole movie is an is an imposter, which is actually kind of works towards its favor. Yeah, and you don't. From, and if you're making a movie, you don't try to go make excuses in the script, right? right? You don't. Right, right. You don't have people say, "Well, you know, you're from New York, and Emmett Walsh is from Iowa, or whatever." Right. But <laughs> just <laughs> like, especially Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya ain't no Texan. He's like not nothing like a Texan, right? And he's like a New Yorker like, that landed in yeah, Texas, yeah, right? right. And, yeah. And you know, yeah. the first thirty years of my life, I lived in Texas, and I like there were commercials on TV where Texans would say, you know, well, that's some guy from New York city. And that was a, that was a burn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Hedaya, uh, just I'm like sorry, your salsa. he is not the guy who is running a, a honky tonk in Puto, <laughs> Texas. That's just not. <laughs> yeah, I do want to know yeah. if they were trying, if the Coens were trying to be ironic by playing the same old song over and over again, literally the same old song. Oh, over oh, and over again. The song. Well, what was the um the the clearance on that? There was an issue, or um, yeah, some trivia thing. Dang it! Wish I had that in front of me. The trivia thing. It was actually another song until they got the rights to the four top same old song, which was the song they wanted. Um, oh, I saw that too. Notes. Yeah, it's yeah, something um, trivia. Um, 
It was, uh, yeah, so original video version of Blood Simple couldn't get the rights to the Four Tops uh, same old song, so they had Neil Diamond's cover of The Monkeys, I'm a Believer. And then later, <laughs> oh, later so DVD glad. and Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I'm so glad I got this version. <laughs> yes. Uh, that yeah. would have been Is weird. So much better. her face. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys see this is what i'm getting at and dunaway you're 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 grasping at how to define it because it's hard to define but the coen brothers have this ability to do stuff in silence or with audio yeah. backing that isn't that's kind of discordant like the car's open and that music's playing it's discordant as hell it's like well yeah. I'm, I'm watching a dead man walk or crawl to his death and now i gotta go right. bury him and then i gotta you know smack him with a shovel and make sure he's dead like i gotta do all these things meanwhile there's this very happy song going on yeah. in the thing they're masters well, of that stuff and i gotta say before i saw this i'm not sure stuff was doing it for me like this unless i was maybe shielded from the art house stuff that was experimenting right. in this in this way but they were my first exposure to like that kind I, of filmmaking and i love it i love that the characters very often do things that real people would do so like if someone slammed your hand in a window and uh, you know, from, and you're wrapped around outside. You're not just going to stand there and moan, and then the scene ends. If you have to, you'll punch that freaking wall. You'll find a way. And when you see people doing real things, it's scary as shit. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like they looked at crazy. A, it's like they looked at that corner of the room and said, "All right, what if he reached around and then got yeah stabbed and, and then could he couldn't you, move? And then well, how is he going to get through that? Well, he'd shoot through the wall to weaken it, and then he would punch yeah. through it." Like, that's a fascinating choice for a shot at all, you know? If you had to choose, if someone was still alive, even if you hated their guts, could you, it makes you question, it's like, could you really swoosh them with a hammer? I mean, with a hammer, with a, uh, with a shovel, or would it be easier for you to bury them alive? I'm Mm. I'm almost kind of like going, I could kind of see where it'd be easier for you to bury somebody alive, even though that's much more horrific uh, for the person experiencing it. It'd be much easier on you because it's like, it would be so horrible to have that feeling of uh, smacking somebody to oh, death with a, sure. a shovel. Yeah. That seems like he, that Dan Hedaya sure had a I'm not dead yet vibe to him, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he, did. he, was, he could oh. not. Yeah, he could not be killed. <laughs> like but he sat for a while, in that I was office. thinking my karaoke song was going to be uh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. And it was going to be Alive. Oh, man. That would have been really good. I couldn't come up with the rest of the lyrics and decided I would do what I did. That's a shame. So, But he sat in that office all night, sitting there bleeding out. Like, how, how, I, <laughs> I don't understand and the, and the car ride. I mean, there was, there was a long two days. I think he, <laughs> yeah, it felt <laughs> like it, right? It or day and a half or something. It felt yeah. like, yeah, we haven't, you know, we haven't talked about it at all. And I feel a little bad because he's had a hell of a career since, but the main guy, John Getz, who plays Ray, uh, not the yeah. main guy, but you know, the boyfriend, yeah. the, the, the gets yeah. shot in that place from the sniper in the window, Child, the child's drawing of Kevin Nealon. Yeah, yeah. that's the, there you go. I think uh, he is the main guy, Scott. I think you get it right. He, he kind of is. the main guy. I mean, yeah. in a lot of ways, he's Llewellyn from No Country again. There's so many yeah. similarities yeah. here because yeah. even even an early death and where you're like, oh, I guess he's not our ultimate survivor uh, happened there. But uh, but he's in all sorts of stuff. He was in The Last of Us, Pid Edelstein, an amazing little role in that in that show. Mm-hmm. He's in Doom Patrol, Dirt John, Fatal, the new Fatal Attraction, all these shows. Uh, Bosch. Uh, yeah. ghosted like he's a he's a big deal now and i feel like yeah. we barely mentioned him he's hardly yeah, yeah. he hardly gets a mention well, his, his character is I, I i hesitate to say that he's the one that we relate to but he's kind of the one we relate to 
in sure. some ways. He kind it, of is. Yeah. yeah. We see we see a lot of the film through his eyes a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. You know, just him and us and and Dan Hedaya's maybe dead body, but we're uh <laughs> but because of that he kind of has to walk walk a straighter line yeah. to be us. He can't do things that are too far out of the norm, yeah. even though yes, yes, yeah. Him running away uh, from the know, car when he realized Hedaya was alive and he ran like <laughs> that, was that was so great. Oh, yeah. yeah, but so yeah. true. Yeah, so totally, true. Exactly yeah. what I would do if I was carrying around a dead and, person in my back seat, and all and of a sudden you know, said, there's a little part of him that was thinking, oh, I could throw Dan's body, or I could throw uh, this yeah. body right in front of that oncoming truck mm-hmm. just to make sure he's dead because he's not going to yes. get out in time. Yeah, yep. I don't. I I was in that moment thinking, what would I have done? I think I would have. Probably hightailed it out of there. I don't think I would have. Oh, absolutely! That was in the car. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I would have gotten out of there. But then again, I don't understand why his character decided that he needed to clean up and put the body anywhere. Why was it? His I didn't job? understand. Well, well, I think that's the point. That's that's part of a confusion. I think that's actually something very human. Uh, if you were to oh, got to protect somebody, and it's like oh, maybe if I clean up and you get a little bit into it, and like oh shit, that ain't gonna work. And uh, so you have to like get to. Pivot. So wait, this is like cookie oh. mon- or uh, Sorry, this is like Bert, uh, Ernie eating cookies off Bert's plate, and then slowly. <laughs> right. Well, that's too, that doesn't right. look right. That cookie's not round yeah. now. I better round it that's off. Not a little. Yeah. Okay. That shit ain't working. All right. Yeah. So, like, but but what you're what you're asking is the whole is the name of the film. You're you're asking you're asking why does this character do this? Yeah. Right? yeah. And he's, the he's name simple. of the film Blood Simple comes from this novel called Red Harvest. Yeah. And, and it was, I guess it was a phrase that people actually used to use. I, I have mm. never heard it outside. Like this film, as but simple as blood, like, oh man, doing this thing is blood simple. No, it actually, no? Oh. it actually describes how you become really simple minded when yeah. you're put into a violent situation. Oh, right? interesting. Like, so, okay. so he gets, he goes into this office, this back, this massive backroom office in this bar and he realizes he's seeing a dead man and there's blood and his thinking becomes very blood simple. Yeah. And that's why he does some really dumb things. He should have just taken the gun and ran. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's good. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's good. I get that. Uh, yeah. I was curious about the name. Blood I think simple. I like my description better, but that one's okay. Uh, yeah. Yours is, you like your, you <laughs> your like yours? factual information is fine. I suppose. It's so easy. It's blood simple. There you go. <laughs> I mean, we change sayings to mean what we want them to mean all the time, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, language, yeah. language morphs. Eat, eat yeah. your cake and have it too. No, we like it better the other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like having it and then eating it. Oh, I love it when the when the sun's out, you know? When the weather starts to warm up. Oh, it's the best. I like getting out in the yard. We like digging around that garden. It's one of the best parts of spring. And Sunday lawn care makes it easier than ever to enjoy truly so here's the deal let me tell you about this right up front Sunday's offering you guys something pretty special they're everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of this spring go to get sunday.com slash film sack and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn it's such an easy process but what Kim and I liked about it most was we get the package in the mail Come straight to our door. No hassle. Hooked it up to the hose. 25 minutes later, our, our lawn was done. That's it. And now we can focus on, you know, ground cover and the, the clover thing Kim's experimenting with and uh, the flowers she's bringing in and all that stuff. 
All the stuff that used to be such heavy lifting for me, done simply through Sunday. And what's uh, great about it is how impressed we were with the free lawn analysis. This stuff's so easy. You just kind of put in your address and this thing goes beep, boop, beep, and out comes a, a plan for you and your specific lawn. And it hardly took any time to do. Um, everything from weed control, seeds, pest control, all that stuff has been better. And here's the best part. We got two little ones running around here all the time now. They're always coming over to visit. And when they do, you know, you worry about chemicals or something weird in the yard or something like that. We don't have to think about that with Sunday. Because again, no crazy chemicals, uh, nothing to hurt uh, the kids or the pets. You, you, you apply it and they can come out and play, you know? Easy and affordable, too. Some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, but Sunday's full-season plans start at just $109. For a limited time, Sunday's offering you 50% off your first box. You can get started today for as little as $55 when you go to getsunday.com slash filmsack at checkout. That's 50% off your first box at getsunday.com slash filmsack. You will be happy you did this, I promise. Uh, all right, well, let's get, to some, uh, let's get to some clips here. I've got a number of them lined up, and cool. uh, they're all good. They're all fun times. Uh, let's see what we have here first. Let's re- get to the right tab. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a lot of M Emmett Walsh. I'm apo- I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. like, no so glad you do. <laughs> I'm so glad. I don't know how else you do this without getting a ton of him. But anyway, here he is. I know we can get those frames. You're not creepy at you know? all. <laughs> I took Could these you get pictures. me a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. <laughs> All right, here he is laughing. I love this laugh. <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's, it's his higher voice is what I think he sounds more like Brack, by the way. It's not when oh, he's yeah. talking real low and slow. It's yeah. his higher. Yeah. Here's some. Uh, so I said earlier I kind of like the theme of the, the music, but I don't like some of it. Here it is. It's just so yeah. 80s. This feels like you, they borrowed some stuff from uh, Evil Dead and yeah. Raimi. And, That's very yeah. Sam Raimi. Oh, I got to see that new Evil Dead. I hear it's great. It's Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, who? Okay, if you don't want your, your partner to go to the bar, do you say it this way? Ray, don't go to the bar. Don't go to bar. Oh, go uh, bar. Ray. Don't go you to play bar. one more time? Did she just say it really quietly? Ray, don't go to the bar. Don't, don't go to go, bar. Don't go the bar. Don't, don't go, go to bar. Don't go to bar. Da bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go this bar. this part reminded me of uh, this. This is Ray, and it's he sounds like paging Mister Herbin. He's got a little bit of that going. So check it out. You owe me for two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> you owe me for two weeks. <laughs> a little bit. That yeah. sounds like Sling Blade. Yeah, a you little owe bit me for two weeks. Y'all got damn French fried taters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah. Is there anyone who would go demand money from the? jilted husband yeah believe it or not, yeah, that's, like, that's bold believe it or not, as hell yeah, yeah. the people do it I've do they i think in 80, like in, that all the time look in 84 wow. in texas they did i guess i don't know like i would say it may be where you grow up but i know people where i live that would do that kind of stuff it's like yeah we cheated whatever is just you know we still got some business to handle it's what right, right is right yeah trust me no i think yeah. you're right there is some of that Speaking of some of that, here's some prom night stuff from Brian. Uh, this happened in Abbott's prom. Now, here's the thing. 
I don't have a lot of context for it, Brian. So I have to explain why this sure, sure. why this happy, happened. Happy to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it to the best of my recollection. There was a lot of uh, a lot of I booze. Yeah, a lot of booze, a lot of sounds. And shovels, yeah. booze and shovels, and booze and shovels, <laughs> and the two different guns. I couldn't tell whose was which. You know. Anyway, here it is. Am I screwing something up by being here? No. Am I? Wow. <laughs> Am I? Was it just yeah, a- I, I decided for one of my prompts to do that old sitcom trope of uh, two dates at the same restaurant. Oh. And I had to run, like, you excuse myself, like I had to go to the bathroom oh, right. at one date and then run to the other table and uh, and try to eat two meals. And, and then they found each other and one of them said that. To the real, another I could have two yeah. dates. Another three's company moment. Another three's company moment. Fantastic. It was all just a big misunderstanding. Quit, quit blowing my Twitter post. I know. Gosh dang it. You got to write <laughs> a third one now. Forget by the time mine comes yeah. up. Yep. That, now uh, you got to write a third one. Yeah. It's on you. Yeah. Nope. Here's a, Too easy. Here's a <laughs> uh, bed or the couch. You want the bed or the couch? Hey, y'all want the bed or you want the couch? <laughs> why wasn't that my prom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why didn't we use that? That was weird. Yeah, that's my, that's my prom thing. Uh, here's Barry Sonnenfeld uh, doing the sounds of Nick Tortelli barfing. So enjoy. There you go. Wow. Oh, that's that putting your rough. face into a bowl of water and blowing out. Uh, yeah. He had kind of a bile, kind of nasty one that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. <sighs> uh isn't that I thought just the whole movie. I'm like, Dan Hadiah needs a mint. Somebody help a brother out. Uh, that poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't this, oh, isn't this wild? Isn't that wild? <laughs> isn't that wild? I like <laughs> she thought people. I was rolling at marijuana, but uh, it was just cigarette. Isn't, isn't that wild? That wild? <laughs> uh, let's see. We heard this already, but I'll play it again. Stick your finger up the wrong person's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is yes. there... Is There's there always the right that's always the answer. Yeah, yes is always the answer. Yeah. It was always the wrong person. Yep. He had he had a psycho moment in the car where he was talking about Russia, and then he stared into nothingness for a long time. He referenced Russia twice. If he had went one more time, I was going to need some explanation. Yeah, uh, he had a thing. He had, he had a weird thing with the whole Russian yeah. thing at the time. Um, here's here's that line where he talks about how much money they make in Russia. To make only 50 cent a day. <laughs> God bless America. I don't yeah. know what his deal was. They only make 50 cent a day. All right. Was here. he like, was it, was it trying to imply that he's a, he's the truest of, of a capitalist? Is that, I don't know. Don't know what, what his deal was. I don't for? know what he was going for. He, I think he was right. just, he's a psycho in the same way that Anton Shakur is. Even if it's, yeah. Then he was like, yeah, forget if it's e- evil, if the money's right, just period. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, just he's a, a capitalist. Evil, okay. horrible. I love that you, you've picked the quotes from the movie specifically that make him sound the most like Herbert from Family Guy. Come over for some popsicles. I got uh, stacks of money here. here <laughs> here's, uh, what's this? Oh, how come you're so anal? I don't know what this is. I'll yeah. play it. Oh, here you go. How come you're anal? Oh. Yeah, he was. Th- she was yeah. talking about how his anal up here, oh, in his so, forehead, in his forehead. You're so anal so up here. We're we're now so far past people using the phrase anal retentive casually that mm-hmm. like it was hard to watch. Every time she said that, my brain was like, "What is she?" Sa- oh, yeah. How come you're anal? Yeah, anal, anal, <laughs> anal. Why are you so anal? Why is this movie referring to butthole so often? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Here's, an, here's some intense burying sounds. So this is Dan Hadaya getting his. Oh, 
It it sounded a little Sam Raimi like that was a yeah, little, yeah. It might have yeah. yeah. How are you gonna How are you good. gonna bury someone in a shallow grave in the middle of a perfectly plowed field? Yeah, and, yeah. And just leave right. leave trees massive right tracks. Agree. I'm not I gonna not I'm not gonna lie. I would have probably done the same because I'd been like, oh, you ever dug in hard dirt in Texas or any place? No, it's been recently plowed. Sweet. I'll do that. (laughs) Well, not only did that, not only not only to do it out in a big open field like that, he when he was done, he like a flag, he planted the shovel on top of it. Yeah. Chunks. Once again, please don't miss this uh, body. I buried here, folks. Yeah. 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 Simple. Yeah. I guess blood simple. Blood simple. (laughs) Uh, Here is uh, Holly Hunter on the phone. Maurice. This is Helene, Helene Trin, you know? And I'm calling because I want to know just what the hell that remark you made about Sylvia is supposed to mean. She said you're full of shit, and frankly, I believe her. And hey, I love you too, sure. Anyway, you better call me soon because I'm going to South America tonight. She really phoned that in. <laughs> yeah, say, it's, you know, it's, uh... We have yet to see the greatness of Holly Hunter because it, it was a little <laughs> flat little, there. A little rough. But she'll be... her yep. Their very next movie, she'll be great. Yes. Yeah, yep. she'll be great. Yet another... Yeah. Another not Texas accent. That's yeah. really far, far out, far like southeast United States. That sounded like Louisiana to me. And you know, I'm always looking for shit, so I'm trying to figure out what Maurice and his. It's Maurice too, by the way. It's not Maurice, and oh. I've always kept trying Some to figure out what call he, him Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah, I was trying to figure that, and the, the lady he was talking to, I guess that's who Holly Hunter was calling about. And I was like, what, why, what is this little yeah. sub story? I'm like, stop, stop it. It's weird. They were trying it. to give us more than we needed. Yeah. Um, by the way, they don't ever say it in the show or in the movie, but M Emmett Walsh's character, uh, his name is private detective Lauren Visser, Lizard. but they never say it. It's just in the credits. So yeah. I don't know how they never, they never say Visser, Visser yeah. in the movie. Lauren but they, his Visser. name obviously is his first name is obviously the Lauren, right? It's on that, Cigarette oh, it's lighter. on the cigarette lighter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the giveaway, I guess. There, and that's and that's kind of super Anton Sugar, you know, like that. Uh, oh <laughs> hell yeah! They come yeah. up with some weird ass names, and that one fits the whole. Totally agree. I kind of love that whole, actually. Yeah, like freaking and no no country. Uh, the guy. I mean, when you're when you name a dude Llewellyn, like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you they doing? didn't name him. Well, they didn't, but the book did. Okay, you know. I mean, they were made. To, they were made to make that film. They were, I loved it. Randy, as long as you admit to it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they they were made to make that film. You have to admit. I can't think yeah. of any other directors I would rather have to, that film. Yeah. There's anyway. a there's a lot of people out there saying that the Coen brothers need to make the movie version of uh, Blood Meridian. I don't know what that is. What is Blood Meridian. I've, um, an, another Cormac McCarthy book. Uh, oh. Probably. Probably his best. I don't know. That's a whew, that's a big statement. Cormac McCarthy is you know a towering giant of these kinds of books. Mm. Um, uh, you should read Blood Meridian. You should. I, I, I will. Like I love okay. all. I love everything he's ever written. So I'm in. Don't you threaten me with your Oprah book club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's great. The only book I think I've read of his though was uh, The Road. I think is all I've read. Mm. And yeah. I really like the and road that's mo- and that's movie. a hard book to read. Very hard yeah. book to read. Very easy good. movie to watch, um, though. Yeah, yeah. Like so, his first and poss- not first, his most famous book, the book that he won all the awards for, is All the Pretty Horses. Yeah, and it's hard to read because <laughs> he wrote it in this very bizarre style. Huh. Uh, 
the road is just dense. (laughs) Just a very dense. What's crazy is he wrote the road in 2006. He wrote uh, No Country for Old Men the prior year. I mean, the guy's got output business going on. But he's 89 now. That means that he was put he was writing no country for old men in the road in his 70s mm. uh that's just awesome what a and he's still alive by the way 89 still rocking cormac mccarthy man i'm gonna you uh, know what i'm gonna read blood meridian randy not just because you said so but <gasps> also because it's, I, I, I feel bad i've never read it i'm gonna read it that's how this oh is yeah well go. i will join your book club anyway oh, even yeah? though i yeah, are you gonna read it too? You no. gonna, we should all read it. <laughs> I don't read. Nope. nope. I ain't nope. reading. Is no there books. a comic book? I might read the comic book. <laughs> are there pictures in your book? All right. Here's um. Here's a. a, a uh, he was alive when I buried him. He was alive when I buried him. Yeah, he was alive when I buried him. Uh, uh, what is him? Know what I, do it now. I don't know if I confess that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't know he was alive when I buried. Oops. Well, was I he mean, alive when I buried him? Well, I don't mean I killed him then, did it? Here's M. Emmett Walsh saying something that I cannot discern, so it's our job to understand it. Here, here is a line he gave. Let's decide what he said. What the hell was that? Do you guys know? Come, come again. Oh. I'll do it again. Here you go. Chris Pine did, did, did it. <laughs> That's it. Nailed it. That's it. Well, uh, mystery solved. Chris Pine did it. Yep. Yeah, I think that's it. it. Hey, Chris Pound did it. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, he was bad. he was having a little um, Yosemite Sam moment where he was kind of cussing under his breath, I guess. Oh yeah, there was. Oh, I did the closed captions on this one oh, as you, you do. Oh, you did. Even the closed caption guy was like uh, inaudible. I don't know what the hell he just said. He <laughs> yeah, had a couple of those. Good. I don't feel bad now. Here he is in pain. He's got a knife in his hand and all. <laughs> And then before he died, (laughs) (laughs) and then the water splash, and he looks hard. Oh, yeah, that freaking drop of water. I love that, except they they reversed it. So, they if you watch it again, watch it carefully, it doesn't actually hang there that long. It hangs and then goes back and then hangs. it's like the film is being looped. And it yeah, I was trying to me. figure out the meaning of the water too. It, whatever it meant. Uh, I, <laughs> see, and that's the thing. I'm sure it had meaning, or at the very least, it's meant to be a thing we all talk about later. But I couldn't get over the fact that it was. Yeah, it was definitely intentional. Edited. There was a couple of parts where there was dripping sounds that were. I I started to try to figure all that out, and I was like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to read it. Somebody's already figured this shit out. I ain't going to figure out nothing. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I want to know if it if there is significance to water dripping throughout the entire film. I'd love to know about it, but I'm going to go ahead and say I doubt. Somebody it. has written a whole thing on it in film the, school. I guarantee you. Okay. For this movie, the entire film is completely pockmarked by lights that are outside yeah. of wherever you are yeah, lots of shadows it starts noir. it yeah. starts with you're inside a car and there's someone just dumping water on the car and then there's a, a person running with two flashlights at the car yeah. and the camera overloads it's yep. more light than it can take in yep and right. then they and then you reset and do it again and again and like throughout the rest of the movie you're on one side of a wall and there's holes in the wall and very bright light coming through, you know, yep. and yep. like that's there, there's something there, but I don't want to like overstate it. You know what I mean? Like right. that's not 
the movie's not about that. It's just a, it's a motif and it's, it's very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice motif yeah. of motifs Good. as motifs go. It's a fine motif. <laughs> it's, Great. it's one of the best motifs. I agree. Google search your blood simple dripping water and you'll get plenty of Google results. Oh my Lord. Really? You're yeah. welcome. I'll look into it. Let's get into it. But are um, there any that are definitive that actually feel like they would be the answer? No, just a bunch of people saying, well, I think I have to do it. Like, <laughs> well, if you that's the reason why I didn't get into it. Emmett's character was previously in a water torture uh, thing right. in yeah. China. I kind of thought about that like water torture because they had they'd yeah. they'd, they'd explained, well, they had expressed a couple of times that all these, some of these guys had had military experience and, and that kind of stuff. I didn't. No, I, I like, didn't follow that. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I don't want to know about M. Emmett Walsh's record in the military. It's a bad, bad scene. Right. Now this. Why it's... Oh, that's a short fart. It's the film sack checklist. Uh, I can figure out why there's something that. behind it. Uh, e, <laughs> uh, e, or M, sorry, M, I put E. M. Emmett Walsh thinks everything he ever said was funny. Check. Uh, yeah. Nick Tortelli re- really needs to get over Carla. Check. And yeah. finally, <laughs> you want knife for window? Check. Nice. Uh, let's see. Let's do uh, the soundtrack grade. Um, oh, no, Star Trek Connections. Let's do those first. There's got to be somebody. No, no, nothing. Someone. I mean, this is, really? It's such a small cast and crew. And Dan Hedaya had done something Star, no, Star there's Trek. There's nothing. No? Oh. Uh, I do have a little quick topic that I just can't get out of my head, and I just have to say it. Go. Okay? Go. I just want you to know. Go. I want you to know because you might not know this. Go. In Texas, to know. 40 years ago, a man does not wear his hat indoors. Mm. I would have gotten my head smacked, not the hat. I, the whole head would have gotten smacked right. if I was indoors <laughs> with a hat on. This is not negotiable, mm. and I take it as a sign that the Cohen brothers should have spent more time in Texas. I, wow. I think you're confusing gentleman with man because I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a gentleman, yeah. If you're not a gentleman, just, you're a man. It's it's so Bright random sided. when when Emmett Walsh does take his hat off, and I'm like I I breathe a sigh of relief. Okay, my mom isn't going to smack him. Good. All right. But like, it's so random when he does. He, he and he should just take it off when he enters the room. This is yeah. the smallest nit to pick. I own that. All I right. Know. Okay. I feel you. No Star Trek connections, but a very important PSA from Randy. That's what we got there. Sure. Uh, soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it a WM for weird mix. I love the piano yeah, thing, yeah. but there was a lot of mixed bag business going on. Some of the you know the license stuff was good and discordant and all that, but I don't know. Could have used better. And, it's, and it has been re- referenced to th- this was not necessarily the theatrical uh, release that you would have heard, or you know, all the stuff was not the same, right? Didn't we? determined that some of the songs wouldn't have been the same at the theater yeah the, well that no the the theater had the one they wanted but they couldn't do okay dvd but then there were subsequent VHS. releases until yeah. later right i got you okay. correct um it's a little like the problem that uh northern exposure is still trapped in that's why you can't find it anywhere they had so much great music in that show and you and right. they can't they don't have the rights to any of it and that's yeah. why you never hear about WKRP, similar similar thing too yeah it's frustrating so the oh, the score no for this film was composed by Carter Burwell, and we have talked about him on the morning stream. He is who they go to for most Coen Brothers movies. He he ends up having like his whole career is these guys' movies, but then he also does other things, and those other things are uh, uh, Martin McDonough movies. Mm-hmm. So if you've lately seen. 
you know, uh, Three Billboards or Banshees of Inisherin, you've heard Carter Burwell. And he also has been doing some TV. So he mm-hmm. is the composer for Space Force and The Morning Show. Yeah. And the uh, good liar. He's got, a, yeah. he's got a nice little career. Yeah, that guy's done all right. His last Cohen Brothers joint was their last, which was the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, uh, everything else saying. since has been but, other stuff. Yeah. But he started with this movie. He, he, like he the, the got to know them, and he did some really simple scoring for Blood Simple. <laughs> and then, and then, really, like when you hear the beginning of Raising Arizona, and Carter Burwell is on display. It's amazing. You're going to think, wow, this is a very uh, experienced composer. And no, nope, no, nope, this is just like his third movie. Yeah. You remember that Love weird it. stop motion thing that starred David Thewlis, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tom Noonan? Is that weird, almost ultra realistic? I'll put it. I'll put a thing in here. He, that thing really affected me. It really got me. I don't know. It was weird. There's oh, yes. Anomalisa. I totally remember that. You remember this? this? So he did huh. the music for that. Um, and that it's powerful stuff. It's really good. That is the weirdest freaking movie, dude. So weird. Yeah. Recommended though. It's weird. Never seen it. Never but heard of it. Is puppet sex. It's just a little weird. Not puppet. puppet yeah, sex. that's right. Stop yes. Why did you start with that? God, I'd forget. <laughs> that should be your opener. Uh, should have been my lead. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, uh it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. It's Kaufman. Like, uh, Eternal Sunshine or something. Yeah. Tiny cast. Yeah. Just those three, four actors, but it's, it's quite good. Thulis is really good as always. So much through line here though. Thulis was in season three of Fargo. Right. Um, uh, our scrutiny thing came from one of the, their movies. can't remember which one. <laughs> it's crazy. They're all over the place. Um, okay. Let's get to the social media post of sorts. 280 characters or less is what we're looking for here. And uh, just, uh, I mean, I like to shake things up. Not too much, but today we'll start with Randy. Blood simple. You never know where love will lead. Great violence can grow from the seed of anger at the loss of love and rage at betrayal thereof. For in your vengeance, you'll have none of what you seek. You can't outrun a woman wielding knife and gun. And with a shriek, you will be undone. Whoa. Wow. Wow. 655 characters. <laughs> hey, he pays for he pays for More the blue tweets. check. He's yeah. got the tw- the tweeter blue whatever yeah, it he is. He basically just posted a jpeg of the of the no, That's even better. Yeah, I, even I just better. I just uh put it in my text editor uh 280 characters. Oh, nice. exactly. Oh, wow. than I thought. No room for I'm hashtag not a good character counter. Smiley faces or nothing. Uh nicely done. Let's uh move over there to Brian Dunaway. Mine's a lot shorter. Blood simple. I ain't no marriage counselor, but uh, that may be more Harry Hadaya than any McDormand could handle. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag torpedo ibit. Hashtag threes company. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, speaking of which, it's Ibit's turn. Yeah, you've been waiting for this all episode long. Yeah. I swear to God, I never saw anything, so I came up with this on the fly. Blood Simple, this is the most murdery episode of Three's Company ever. <laughs> ah. <laughs> See, it still How works, about though. Three's a Crowd? Is it that maybe? Maybe it's the oh, yes. follow-up. Was somehow. that called Three's a Crowd? Chipper actually had a wife or yeah, girlfriend? Yeah. girlfriend that they was living girlfriend, with. Girlfriend. How right. long did that last? Not long, right? Not long. No. Uh, maybe two. Maybe one season. Yeah, he no. had to work in a... Uh, he actually got to work in a restaurant. Jack yeah. Uh, that was so good. Really? 
Oh, that's it was a all chef. I remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds like aftermatch to me. Not good. Someone yep. very... give me your favorite Francis McDormand and Fargo can't be the one. Oh, why? Why can't well, it be the one? Well, that's not fair. Just other than Fargo. Give me your favorite Francis uh, McDormand. Okay. I haven't. Okay. I'm, I'm making an admission here, and this is so stupid because it's so up my alley. Everything about it should be in my ears and eyes, but I've never, I haven't seen three billboards yet. Oh, I have. Oh, either. really? And I saw the I three billboards that uh, John Getz was running by when he uh, <laughs> was pulling Dan Hedaya off the highway. Yeah, that's true. I did see those billboards. <laughs> three but not identical that one. billboards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard to. Oh, that's hard to say. I, I really like Nomadland a lot. Um, mm-hmm. She's just yeah, always good. I, I, I can't think of anything I don't like her in. She's amazing. I just can't. I can't stop thinking about Nomadland. I don't know how it has gotten that into my really, head so much. No, that's really good. It's really good. It's because she pooped uh, in a bucket. That's what that's what did it. <laughs> the the mom and almost famous that uh, you know really she has to one. or he, he the son has to convince her to be able to go out on the road and she's like the protective mom and then he plays Stairway to Heaven for and there's just this like four <laughs> minutes of of watching her react to Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, Moonrise I'm Kingdom. Go. That's one I would say. Moonrise Kingdom. She's great in that. All right, go oh, ahead. Very good. It's go a ahead. really good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon just to make Randy <laughs> angry. Nice. Oh, what a great choice. Yeah. She was yeah, in yeah. that? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 2011. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. Madagascar, wasn't Madagascar 3 Europe's Most Wanted as Captain yeah, Chantel Dubois? Yeah, that, that would have been a, a close follow-up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Since, since he cut me off the knees with Can't Say Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean... We're just saying, I'm saying, like, what's your number two then? If yeah, you, okay. Like, yeah. After Fargo, yeah. what's your second favorite? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and I think, I think, like, we're showing that she has a lot of range. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, For sure. She's not just pooping in a bucket. No, she just, she's like, hey, Joel, Joel, I'll be in everything you make, but also I got other cool yeah. shit to do. She's that's, not just yeah. that, but she is also that. Yeah. She's so more than good. just a pretty poop in a bucket. That's right. Uh-huh. And these are, this is a couple that has, you know, they're one of those Hollywood couples that just defy logic and stay together. They just, yeah, yeah. this ever yeah. since they met, they've never, love there's it. no split. And anyway, each other. she's amazing. And she always knows when it's your friend back there in the chipper, then she knows that every time. <laughs> All right. It's your friend back there in the chipper. Nicely done, everybody. Let's move on to today's alternate title. This was almost called, here we go again. It was almost called Three's Company, a dramatization. <laughs> Or Quit stealing my idea, Scott. I know. I just keep doing it. Or don't forget to Walsh your hands. Oh, <laughs> Nash. Because he was sure. so gross. He, Very Nash. Nice. Uh, we got an email today. We're going to do it in audio form. I decided to convert this oh. to audio. This is from, uh, It's the, they're making the case for spam, the meat spam. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. Meat that, product. The stuff you fry up in the pan. Yeah, stuff yeah. we talked. We had a whole discussion on the show about it. So they... They wrote in, and it just felt appropriate to convert it to audio. So that's what I did. Uh, so here it is. Enjoy. Hey, guys. I'm the same age-ish as all of you, 1973, and I have long wanted to comment on many a thing since listening to episode one, but the comments about canned meats in the latest episode regarding Black Rain has finally gotten me to take action. Canned meats. So, spam, low sodium, is a wonderful thing to make various meals from. Fried ride or a sub for bacon or pancetta in any dish is great. I was forced to eat liver and onions as a kid. What's on the table is what's to eat, was my parents' motto. I am no fan of liver, but a liver pate can be amazing, and various canned versions to create a pate or other culinary concoctions is worth it. Additionally, on the East Coast, we have multiple deli meats that are essentially the same thing. Mortadella, 
liverwurst and Polish or olive loaf are made from the same thing. Yes. All delicious in their own right in a classic part of charcuterie. You all are my faves, my absolute favorite oh. podcast, and love the interaction and connection you all have. Keep it up. Dave in RI. All right. Dave in Rhode I Island, like baby. I love it. That's great. I <laughs> love the content. I love the translation. I, yeah, I was going to say, I like, I like the, uh, right, the... There was a real <laughs> passion totally to it. He probably yeah, is, totally his voice works. is nothing like this fake voice, but uh, it, it no. felt right. But you're right. All the, all the pate meats, Everything man. Everything you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would eat and, spam. And, and, I, you know, I, I think we said it on the episode. I'm not sure. I don't know if we were yeah. too hard on spam, but I would eat spam right now. It's not a problem. Oh, yeah. oh. No. You eat spam, too, you just don't. I ex- always end up with like a little bone fragment. I can't do Isn't spam. Isn't that weird that you always yeah. find a little bone fragment? I do that yeah. too sometimes. It's like, it's weird. I always think it's my own teeth. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. It is, I'm oh, sometimes teeth. it is. Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> oh, I had, in fact, would, yeah. Go ahead. We would be sent out to play on a Saturday morning after cartoons, and you go outside and you play hard. Play hard, you get real hungry. You come in, and my dad would hand me a can of Vienna sausages. Oh, man. That is a dad who does not want to make shit. He's like, here, eat this. You pop the top off and eat these six wieners that are in here, son. I can eat eat exactly two uh, viners before I get sick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you just just want to apologize to the entire country of Austria? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they, have, right. they have nothing to do with this. No, we didn't no, like this no. can. There's no meat. way. There's no way you go to Austria or Vienna and you go to some restaurant and say, I'd like a Vienna sausage. And this comes oh, yeah, out. No, there's no, no way. I, I yeah. bet you they have embraced it. I bet you there are enough redneck hicks <laughs> yeah, you think from so? my hometown that yeah. have been to those places that they've leaned into it. Okay. And uh, you yeah. find out just like the water. I'll, connections. I'll, I'll go yeah. there. I'll, yeah. I'll ask. I'll film it. All right. You let us know. Would love yeah. to hear. We also got a couple of texts here. Uh, three, in fact, they're very short. Here's the first one from an anonymous listener who sent this to 801-471-0462. He says, Hans Zimmer composed the sound for the new BMW electric cars. Oh, oh wow. Oh, the little noise that keeps from, uh, from so people know to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, so they have some yeah. sound uh, to them. They don't sound exactly like an engine, but they sound like a... Yeah, it's got a little musical like a little warning sound. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Han, Hans freaking Zimmer, man. That's a cool wow. paycheck. Yeah. That's the last thing you hear sometimes. Somebody uh, <laughs> the last thing they hear. That's right. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Tim sure. in Maine wrote in, says, love the show, longtime listener. Does anyone else think Randy sounds like James Spader? Love the show, Tim. <laughs> Let me think uh, about it for a minute. A little bit. A little bit. Do, do your best, uh, James Spader. Uh, yeah, if I had been told in advance to... Uh, <laughs> no, to perfect. Don't tell anyone in advance. <laughs> what do you mean in advance? Yeah. What is, prepare? Yeah, what is prepare. this? Do you think we oh, edit this show? Freaking forget I it. spoke to James Spader. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I could just see it. Like when James Spader on Seinfeld yeah. just watched an episode, yeah, he's like, I well, George, yeah. I do I, I do want to apologize. Good call. Yeah, I think he's on to something. I think I think Tim from Maine okay. is no, is smart. I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. We like him worse. too. We like that guy. He's good. I just I I feel so sorry for James Spader because uh, he has not worked very well with his hair loss. His oh. his hair loss later <laughs> okay. in life has been something that he has uh, interesting struggled through. Oh. I think I think, I think he well on the office he had a ton of hair still for that brief season. Yeah, but br- the blacklist it's probably more apparent. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean, he shaved it for I that, like I it. I like his older look. Or the new movie starring uh, M. Emmett Walsh, The Blacklist. The, bla- the Blacklist, the bra- nice. <laughs> Ding, I'm looking actually right now at his, where's his IMDb photo? Let's see. James well, He probably wouldn't use one of those, right? If, it, if he's, if he's, if he's having trouble he's with bald. it. I would do images.google.com. And, he's very uh, bald James in it. He's, he's, he's embraced it for his IMDb. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know. Young James Spader oh, had, had the such best, great hair, the best hair in Hollywood. <laughs> but this yeah. is like the mid eighties or something. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, he had really good hair. Hey, you you got a price to pay. <laughs> he Just always that ducks his head to the side in his photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do I. I do you? Oh yeah. wow! It's See, important. It's go. important to me that I that I get my best uh, the best side of my face and. Turn it. Well, bit. the one we have on the side is you dead on, just straight on with the with the pillow behind you, like you're some kind of sexy pillow. Oh, that is supporter. a curtain. That is a curtain. It's right here next to me. Oh, it's I thought it was blowing a behind me. It's blowing into my back. That curtain. <laughs> I could have sworn you it was have a windows pillow. with no curtains on it. Come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, I like this. I like this uh, photo from the Tribeca TV festival. That just looks like. Yeah, Hi, it's the uh, same welcome angle. To, <laughs> welcome to my repair shop. How can I fix your TV? You could you could measure that angle. It is still the same angle every time. <laughs> Maybe he's got like yeah. a um, I don't know. He's got a spine thing. I don't Nothing know. Nothing wrong right with here. that. Nothing wrong know. with that. He's got a pose. Yeah, he's got a pose. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm all I'm a James Spader fan from oh, day one. Through and through, just great. Sure. But oh, even uh, Ultron. Ultron's a bad movie. He's great in it. Yeah, his voice is perfect for Ultron. I definitely don't uh, yeah. want to do that argument again, but I do want to. Uh, James Spader in a Coen Brothers movie? Sure. Is that a. Why not? Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think oh, it's yeah. happened, but I wouldn't mind. It'd be fine. Yeah. I want he, it. Yeah, he'd be quirky. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. I want it right here in my yeah. lap. There's all kinds of casting yeah. that they still. James that's, Spader, there's a great, uh, I think, bad influence. James Spader and Rob Lowe. Uh, where James Spader actually plays the good guy who's becoming the bad influence thanks to Rob Lowe. Oh, and, uh, it's quite the, quite the change of uh, events, the change of characters. I remember being impressed with him on Lincoln, the movie Lincoln, the Spielberg movie, because mm, I was yeah. surprised. I was like, whoa. <laughs> look, <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this guy in like a, a post-Elizabethan freaking clothes and hair. That was just a weird look for him. Clothes but he, and hair? He was really good. <laughs> uh, he's our Seinfeld connection. I'm being extra smart assy today. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. Uh, right. And yeah, I well can done. feel it. Well Mute. Mute. Mutin. Oh, he's got a, his, he has worked a lot, this guy. He has. Oh, yeah. He was an endless love. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's do this final message from Retlaw7, who says, I have a disagreement with Bananas It from last week's film set. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. As long as it wasn't one of us. No, for a yeah, change. Yeah. it's fine. Thank God. He says, in his message about dislocation, he said, quote, they would not be able to do physical activity immediately afterwards, uh, or right after a dislocation, unquote. <laughs> Disagree. Growing up on... <laughs> Growing up, my knee would randomly dislocate, and I made certain when I made certain side to side motions, and I would have to lay there in excruciating pain until somebody would help me put it back in. But afterwards, it was fine. One time in ninth grade, I was stretching uh, for my two hundred yard meet uh, or meet in track, which was literally seconds away, when my knee dislocated right there oh. on the track. My coaches were there to quickly help me pop it back in, and I was able to get the race, and I got first, which is why I love telling the story. Love the show, though, Retlaw. So, yeah. all right. So maybe movies I, aren't all that wrong about popping it in and keep moving, you know? Yeah, I, I certainly, my physical therapist has had to do that with my kneecap and taping Oof. it and that sort of thing uh, a couple times since January because I would, with the back and leg issues that I've been having, I tend to favor my left leg. And, and uh, in bending, I would put more pre- put more weight and pressure on my left leg and stuff like that. And so... 
Yeah, my kneecap has slid out of joint a couple times. Ah. It's the shittiest part about having issues like this is that you do compensate with the other leg or other yeah. arm or whatever, and then you end up yeah. effing that one up because that hurts in new ways. It sucks. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Look at it. <laughs> I don't understand it. it. I, I do not understand it. I ran a 5K Thursday morning, and so you don't feel bad until right. the next day. Uh-huh. And all day yesterday, one of my feet hurt, but not the other one. Why? Why does only one of my feet hurt? Well, now and now you and now you limp in a way that will make your other foot hurt, and it'll catch up. So that's the oh, idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible, Scott. Why did you? Don't put that on me. Uh, so I'm oh, telling you, God. that's what we've learned. Um, all right, whatever, James Bader. Those are your, those are your chunks of uh, 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 chunks of mail. Chunks of mail. <laughs> but we're now going to move on to remind you that uh, our entire uh, process here is. Uh, is because you guys help pay for it uh, no. for real over at patreon.com slash film sack. We've got three brand new folks this week. I want to mention Brent Paddock Callahan and laundry scent. Seen that guy around. <laughs> <laughs> Seen that dude around Tommy before. Callahan. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks you guys. You guys are all awesome. If, uh, yeah. if you enjoy getting no commercials ever pre-show content every week, monthly specials from hosts and movie related art prints in the mail. Well, good news. Sign good up today news. and it can all be yours. Everybody. Dunaways is coming up next week. We'll have. Yes. I got to figure out what the order is because I don't know who's next after Dunaways. I'm, Look I'm after the pinned post in our Discord. Yep, yep. And now, is next. And, and since there's four of us, we do one. We we do one every three months, right? So now yeah. we're just repeating the same exact months as the previous year. Yep. Yeah, which is all my months cool. begin with A. What except for except for uh, December? Well, then uh, I don't have a device for when mine go. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they just go. Anyway, it just happened when would, Scott says, hey, where's that shit? Yeah, I go, where's oh, my show? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it's coming. My shit. You'll get that next week sometime midweek, so watch for that. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash film sack once again is the place to go. Our next movie is Hollow Man on the HBO Max. Hollow just Man. Like, just like me. Mm. I have man. never seen. This is the only Verhoeven movie I think I've not seen. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I've seen all the rest, and some are good and some suck, but... You know, multiple viewings of RoboCop notwithstanding, uh, Hollow Man, for whatever reason, just slipped my radar and I never saw it. So I'm excited to finally see it. And uh, it's, a, it's an invisible man, but with a twist, right? Or something. He's a dick. Yeah, he's hollow, and you can see through him because he's hollow. Yeah, and he's an ass. Like an action figure. Yes. And, and it's his real-life wife, Kara uh, Sedgwick, is in this, right? Do I have that right or no? Oh, is she? I don't know. Oh, you know who it actually. is? Sorry, I'm wrong. It's other the other 80s actress, um, the one we like in other stuff. Uh she was in The Boys season one. Um, she was uh, the babysitter. Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. I think that's her. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. And and, yep. Yeah. So hollow. And we do like of men next week. And this is entirely because a TMS listener reached out and suggested it. This, I'm just yeah. saying, you, all you listeners out there, you can make things happen. Yeah. You can. You have more power. You can than make you a change. Realize. Yeah. Make yeah. Be change. the change you want to see in film sack how does the how's the song go uh i can't think of it there's a song <laughs> it goes it like that yeah. i was say it doesn't go like that whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> something with the change there's this change song from wilson phillips right go go gadget what am i thinking of change well you certainly could be thinking of wilson phillips i won't be on that shit who's wilson willips wilson willips that's an amazing twist. It's gonna go be a list of ass to everybody else. Yeah. Excuse me. Did it- <laughs> by the way, by the way, Scott. <laughs> that is, what's your deal today, Dunaway? Yeah, man. Going right to the throat. Dan, what, Randy? You were saying spicy. something? I just want to remind you, uh, Hollow Man for us is on HBO Max. Oh yeah, HBO oh, Max. Thank you for yep. that. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. That's uh, next week on Film Sack. 
Uh, June's a little weird, but we got you covered. We'll figure it out, everybody, what we're doing, and make sure you have content. Don't worry about us. In fact, forget oh. I said anything. Uh, that'll yeah, do it for us. Notice. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Please leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. And in the meantime, have a uh, have a good one for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. If I see him, I'll sure give him the message. Oh, mm. I like that. We'll see you next time. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You want the bait or the catch?